G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In Hebrews chapter 11, we read that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, the word substance in the Greek is the word hypostasis, made up of two words, hypo, meaning under, and stasis, meaning to stand. So substance is that which stands under us. It's the foundation upon which we stand. Literally then, faith gives substance to or a standing ground for our faith. Now, where is this ground upon which we stand? Well, it's in our heart. Paul says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, what about this thing of evidence? Well, evidence is the proof that by which things are tested and proved. Hebrews 11 shows that many Old Testament saints received promises from God that sometimes took decades before they were fulfilled. Yet they were so sure of them that they regulated the whole course of their lives around them. Their faith was tested and they gave evidence to it by the way they lived out their lives. Is there substance in your heart to your faith? Is there evidence in your life? This is Set Free with Ken Legg. We're going to look at where works fit in with the life of faith. I guess there's two extremes uh, here. We've got, on one hand, we don't want our faith to turn into a works trip where the focus comes back onto us for the fulfillment of what God has promised. But on the other hand, we want to make sure that uh, faith doesn't become passive where it has no impact on our lives or the lives of those around us. Yes, people have become very unclear about this issue and some actually think that the apostles Paul and James were at odds over this whole thing. You know, Paul said that we're justified by faith and James says that we are justified by works. Now, Paul makes it clear that justification is by faith alone. For example, in Romans chapter 3, verse 28, Paul says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. And then writing to the Galatians, he says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Now, that's very clear and very emphatic. Now, James comes along and seems to contradict Paul. He says, you know, we're justified by our works. In fact, Luther was so outraged by this that he actually wanted to exclude the epistle of James from the Bible. He referred to it as an epistle of straw. And of course, others are misunderstanding what James is saying. have just totally uh, wiped to one side everything that Paul taught, and they want to establish a doctrine of salvation by works just on that one verse. Um, and so there seems to be this contradiction between these two New Testament writers. But of course, there are no contradictions, and we've got to find a way to harmonize these scriptures. Mm. How do you do it, though? Well, I think the first thing to ask is, you know, why did these 
men write the epistles they did. Now, let's take Paul, for example. He wrote Romans so that um, we might know how to be righteous before God. That's the theme of the epistle. Mm-hmm. And he spends you know, the first eight chapters really unfolding that theme of righteousness. So that was his point. Now, when he wrote to the Galatians, it was because this error had come in already in those days that, no, we're saved by faith and works. We've got to keep the works of the law. Yep. So, so Paul wrote a very strong letter to the Galatians to clear that heresy up. No, we're not saved by works. We're saved totally by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we come to James's epistle, we've got to say, well, what's the theme of his epistle? And actually, there was no one theme. It's like he's, he's writing to a group of people, and there are various things that he wants to pick up on. Now, in the chapter that he mentioned there, chapter 2, where he says that we're justified by works, he's actually, the theme is not justification. It's really caring about our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And so um, the subject of justification is only mentioned in passing. So the main theme is, you know, Christians having mercy to the poor and the needy. Now, let's, let's just ask you a question, Phil. Let's say um, I, I, I've got a, a theme of teaching on the subject of uh, evangelism. Okay. Okay. And I've done 16 sessions really expanding this whole theme of evangelism. And then in another series that I do, maybe um, let's say it's on the subject of holiness, right? I might just speak about evangelism in a kind of like almost like a throwaway remark. I might just mention it. Now, if you wanted to learn from me about evangelism, what would you get? Would you get my series on holiness or would you get my my 16-part series on evangelism. Well, I think that's pretty obvious to get the evangelism <laughs> series. But, but I guess what you're saying here is that you were no less uh, enthusiastic about holiness when you did the evangelism series. You exactly. Were just fo- focusing on that stuff. Yeah, but, but my theme wasn't um, uh, justification. Uh, my theme, rather, wasn't evangelism. Now, James's theme is not justification. Mm. He's got many themes, but one of them is caring for the poor and needing. And so I would go to Paul's teaching on Romans and on Galatians and in other parts of, of course, the New Testament, to have a clear understanding of the subject of justification by faith. We need to learn to rightly divide the Word of God in such a way that Scriptures don't cancel one another out, but rather they harmonize together, mm. you know, they as God intends to be. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what is the main point of this passage in James? Okay, well, let's look at that verse um, that we're talking about in, in James chapter 2 and verse 14. Um, James says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Now, if you look actually at the Greek, it, it, it means or the emphasis is can that faith save him or can such faith save him? James is not questioning whether we can be saved through faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but what he's challenging is the faith that those in this particular assembly that had no regard for the poor actually had. Um, He illustrates it by saying in verse 15 and 16, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? You know, let's look at this realistically. If if somebody's standing before me and they're cold, they're shivering because they've got not not enough clothes to, to cover themselves and keep warm, they're starving, and I just say, well, God bless you and, and, and really, you know, be filled and be warm today. Do I really have faith that they're going to go away? And all of a sudden, because I've said that, be warmed and filled that mm-hmm. day? 
It's pretty hypocritical, really, isn't it? It's pretty hypocritical, and it's not really faith. It's just kind of like a, a cliche. Now, what James is saying is, is that your kind of faith? You bring that kind of faith into your relationship with God, and I'm wondering whether you're saved. Do you really believe in what you're saying when you say that you believe Jesus died on the cross for you? Because if the kind of faith that you have towards God regarding Jesus and what he did at the cross is similar to what you're expressing regarding this brother that's cold and hungry and so on, I doubt whether you have genuine faith. I mean, faith in Christ will definitely save you. But what he's saying is, I don't know whether what you've got is really faith. It seems like just uh, a cliche is something you're saying, but I wonder whether there's any real substance to it. Yeah, and the natural outworking of faith will be that you know we will fulfill the needs of those who are around us, the needs that you know God will be speaking to us and saying there's this, this or this, or there'll be things presented to us that are just blatantly obvious, like uh, we've just mentioned, you know, you, you need clothing or food or whatever it is. Yeah, of course, you know, faith does eventually bear fruit. Uh, fruit takes time to grow, but it does eventually bear fruit. The danger is then going to the other extreme is that if we don't see fruit, if we don't see works, then we might say, well, that person isn't saved. (laughs) But it's not that they're saved by their works. Their works eventually will give evidence to their faith. I mean, I don't know about you, Phil, but I have to confess there have been many times when I've looked at people and I've wondered, I don't think they're saved. You know, I don't don't think, I don't see any evidence of salvation in their lives. But then down the track, you do see them changing and uh, you see the fruit beginning to appear. And and so it's, it's important that we don't become their judge as to whether they're saved or not. The point is this, they're not saved by their works, they're saved by their faith, but genuine faith will eventually show evidence by the fruit that it bears. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.